Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. we got a whole bunch of callers on hold, so we will get to them in a minute. A couple of things. First, I wanted to mention I will be on vacation next week, so we will not have a live show, but I pre-recorded a show with a gal named Katie Kuntz, and you guys are going to love her. She's a a, a long-term journalist, and she is someone who is an editor, a book editor, and she uh, is my editor, and she's worked with some really big names in the mind-body-spirit space, so I think you're going to enjoy hearing what she has to say and what she's learned from them. And she also gives tips on what what we can do, those of us who are new to the concept of being an author, what we can do if, if you guys are thinking about being an author. She has some great ideas about how to do that. So I think that will be fun. Also, I would love your prayers. One of my dearest friends, one of my BFFs, her name's Deborah. She's in the hospital. And she is very, very, very sick. So I would really appreciate you guys joining me in praying for her. It would mean the world to me and also to her family. So just remember, Deborah, in your prayers as well. Okay, let's go ahead and go to the phone. And our first caller is Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Julie. How are you? So good good. to connect again. You too, everybody. This is Karen Maloney, and I was on her show, what, a couple weeks ago? How long ago has it been? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, but it actually just published today. So it's it's available now um, on my podcast as well, and it's super exciting. So I definitely tell everyone, go check it out and hear more. Obviously, they know your incredible work, but just to hear more. Oh, and we are putting it on our social, on my social media too, everybody. So you can go to Ask Julie Ryan on Instagram and Ask Julie Ryan on Facebook, and you'll see links to the show. So Karen, tell everybody a little bit about you and how they can can find you and and what you do and about your show and all that jazz. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. And as well, I will keep my prayers and intentions for Deborah as well when I'm doing my own practice. I'll send her lots of love and light as well. Um, But yeah, so essentially, I'm a women's life coach and I kind of work from the inside out. So I'm all about the mind, body, the soul and the spirit connection. Like yourself, you know, that high vibrational. It's kind of looking at our insides, our subconscious beliefs and patterns and really just getting to know ourselves because until we kind of stop and get to know ourselves and consciously 
choose where we want to direct our attention and energy and focus and, you know, create the lives of our our dreams. So that's kind of where I help women. And I also practice Reiki and integrated energy therapy. So I always add some of the energetics into my one-to-one sessions as well, because I just love all that. And my podcast, which you were an incredible guest on, which is called Curiosity and Consciousness. And it's available on all the usual platforms and people like that should go check out your conversation as well, which was super interesting. And yeah, my website is soulpowerlight.com, S-O-U-L, soulpowerlight.com. And there people can find out all my work, links to the podcast, everything. And it'll be in the show notes, too, for this podcast, wherever you download podcasts. I'll have a link that'll be in there to Karen as well. So obviously, you have a little bit of an accent for those of us that are in America. (laughs) You you sound like a you sound like a. a fairy to me, you know, like oh. a, a, a woodland, a woodland nymph with a with a magic wand. When I listen oh, to you, wow. I mean it. So tell everybody a little bit about that. About yeah, your, your background. Yeah. Well, I'm from the west of Ireland originally, a small little um, yeah town in the west of Ireland. I was even talking to another guest. This is my first time calling into something like this, and I thought you'd just wait in silence. But we're actually having a lovely chat with some of your guests waiting as well, and who also had relatives from Ireland. And yeah, it's just a small little cute place. But at the moment, I'm actually in Mexico. I have moved to Mexico for a little bit because I adore Spanish and the warmer weather and their culture and everything as well. Um, so yeah, just exploring and growing. Do you find that Mexico has as much of a little magical vibe as Ireland? I've been to Ireland. One of my favorite things, and I think I told you this before we started taking your show, was when I landed in Dublin, and there were all these jets at the Dublin airport that said Ryanair on it. And I thought, oh, my God, these are my people. They even have jets named after us. It was great. I know. That's incredible. Unfortunately, when I landed in Mexico, I didn't didn't see a Maloney airline or anything like that. (laughs) But... But I have to say, I adore Mexico and it's it's a different culture, but at the same, like they're very connected to the land as well. They have such an incredible long history as well. Like Ireland is an old, old country. Mexico is an old country. There's so much heritage. And I actually find the people are very similar. Like they, uh-huh. in Ireland, we say they love the crack and crack is like an Irish word for fun. And I find the Mexicans are so like that as well. They're so open and welcoming and friendly and the Irish are known for that. So I think there's a lot of similarities as well in a way. Same, same, but different. (laughs) I agree. And the whole spirituality thing with the Druids and, the Mm -hmm. you know, St. Patrick and the Leprechauns and all that jazz in Ireland. And I've been to Mexico too many times and and I find the same thing. Yeah, they've loads of folklore and of their own versions the Aztecs and the, mm-hmm. you know, the Incas and all of that. So people are lovely everywhere. I, yeah, I haven't this is been true. anywhere, anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere abroad that I haven't found that to be the case. And it sounds like you're, Absolutely. you're, li- you're living same. it as well. Yeah. And again, for me, it comes out with, you know, it's even like your work and my work as well. It's from the inside out. If we have that energy flowing out of us in the first place, you know, that's what we're going to see. And that's what we're putting out as well. And that's what we're attracting. Because, again, at the end of the day, everything exists. I you know. 
there are yeah. good and bad in every corner, but thankfully I've never had nothing but love and fun and connecting with nice people. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. there's always struggles, but you learn as well, like nothing, nothing drastic. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for calling Thank in this you. evening and, and letting everybody know a little bit about your work. And again, there will be links to Karen on the show in the show notes and also in my social media. So check that out. All right. Thank thanks, Karen. You. Take care. Bye. Have a lovely evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's go to the phones. And our first caller is Kamla. Hi, Kamla. Oh. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Mississauga in Ontario, Canada. Wonderful. Well, how are things up there? Very good. We just opened up again, so life is starting to take back on some normalcy. So that's nice. Also wanted to tell, already sent some light to your friend, Deborah. Thank you. You're welcome. We appreciate so, that. She is yes. a, she is a sweetie and just she's just and she's one of those women that you meet who is a force of nature. You know? I mean she's she's an amazing mom and and wife and grandmother and businesswoman and she's beautiful and she's a southern belle. Funny, funny story about her when Jonathan was getting married my son last year. Fortunately, it was last year instead of this year. She gave this amazing bridal shower for my daughter-in-law, Mallory. And she told me I had to wear a corsage in the bridal shower. And I said, I'm not wearing a corsage. And she said, well, there are rules. (laughs) I said, well, (laughs) that may be, but I'm still not wearing a corsage. And she said, well, people need to know that you're the mother of the groom. I said, have you ever known me not to go up and introduce myself to somebody that I don't know? And she said, well, no. And I said, okay. So her Southern Belle rules I blew up for my own daughter-in-law's shower, but she's just elegant and smart and fun and lovely and really sick. So I appreciate your prayers. Oh, she'll her. be good. I'm sure she'll get so much love and light. She'll be good. Yeah, she will. She'll be good. Okay. Well, you got a question for me? Well, yes. I wondered if you wouldn't mind maybe doing a scan of sort of my chest, uh, abdominal area, because I've had sharp pains that kind of come and go. I've had like my heart checked, my lungs. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't had anything in the stomach um, tested, but the pains kind of come and go and nothing shown up in any blood work or anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering if there's anything that somehow we're not testing what you're missing are you having yeah. gas and bloating uh, gas, yeah. gas and gas no bloating I get on and off depending on food mm-hmm. yeah have you done the gut biome test yet no okay email me I'll shoot you a link anybody listening who wants it it's for a little bit of a discount it's gonna it's a test you can do at home you don't need a doctor's order for it. And it's going to test to see what the, the status of your immune system is in your gut. Our gut biome has trillions oh. of, I call them critters. <laughs> okay. But bacteria and viruses and parameciums and God only knows what else is in there. But 
but it, it it's what causes our immune system to be healthy or not. And oftentimes, Kamala, the, we eat food that we think is healthy, and it is, but it's just not healthy for us for, for our us. gut right at this mm. moment. So this food is the best medicine. This will tell you based on your gut biome, here are your superfoods, here are the foods for you to avoid and why, and here's everything else. And the foods to avoid, one of the things for me to avoid was tomatoes. And I thought, what? Nightshades. Oh. Is what I thought. But then my test results showed that I had some funky tomato virus in my gut that every time I ate tomatoes, it would feed the virus. The virus would release toxins. The toxins would cause inflammation and pain. So Hmm. I stayed off tomatoes for a few months. The virus died. I expelled it. And then I was able to reintroduce tomatoes. So let's, let's do that test, see what your superfoods are and the foods for you to avoid. And if you follow that, everybody, pretty much everybody I know that's done this test has been thrilled with the outcome for them. So it's it's your personal eating program, not the keto diet or the rice diet or the whatever diet. It's the common okay. diet. Okay. <laughs> okay. So shoot me an email, julie at asjulieryan.com. I will respond with a link. And anybody else listening that wants it, shoot me an email and I'll, I'll get one to you too. Okay, so you're not seeing anything then? I'm not. Okay, yeah. well, that's great news though, isn't it? Other well, than I, the think bio. It is. I, yeah. think, I think it's food. Food. And okay. food is the best medicine to heal your gut. Okay, super so. duper. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for calling. No Take problem. Take care. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. Okay, let's go to Jen next. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hey, Julie. How are you, girl? Oh, how are you? I'm, I'm so well. How through. are you? <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Um, so I, um, I'm calling from Kima, Texas today, and I had a hour session with you about seven months ago, and um, we talked about all kinds of awesome stuff, um, uh-huh. but namely my two-and-a-half-year-old son. Um, he's still not sleeping well, and okay. so I'm reaching out to you today to see if you can scan him. He, yeah. um, that Since it was about seven months ago, he didn't really understand what was going on. So I've talked to him a couple times since, and I said, hey, my friend Julie's going to scan you. Is that okay? And he's telling me yes, so I'm hoping he lets you. Okay, so tell everybody what his name is, please. Daxton. Right. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you, and then I'm going to connect to Daxton from you. So it's D-A-X-T-O-N, right? Correct. Okay. That's what I was remembering. All right. When I talk to somebody, Jen, I remember you. I remember your son. I don't remember what we talked about. I remember so, um, I, I remember you and, you know, where you are and a little bit about you. But when I'm doing a scan on somebody, I'm in and out of different realities. So it doesn't register in my, my human memory bank unless I go back and I listen to it or I keep notes, which I don't from a HIPAA standpoint. I just don't keep them because then I don't have to worry about them. And the other thing is it's convenient because I can't disclose anything confidential because I, honest to God, just don't remember. But if you prompt me, I can usually go back and I can, um, 
recall or I can I can go back and I can tap into what it was. So did we get anything last time or he just told us no, he didn't want us to scan it? Well, you said that he was healthy as a horse, which he is. He's 38 inches tall. He's like 34 pounds. He eats all good, real food. Um, I've kept him on a routine. Um, I've tried shortening his nap, just a couple different things. And the only thing that really came back was that he was cold. And so mm-hmm. I got him those blanket sleepers, and he was mm-hmm. sleeping in those. Um, but his sleep is so hit and miss. And, you know, when we go to bed at night, we always say our, our prayers to the universe. And I tell him, you're brave, you're strong, you're healthy, you are loved, and you're going to have good dreams. And But he seems to be having these weird... I wouldn't really call him night terrors because he never really like gets out of bed. He just wakes up and he's very frightened and sometimes he doesn't even open his eyes and he'll typically go back to sleep, especially if I just put my hand on him and just sit with him for a minute. But Mm -hmm. I'd really love to understand if there's anything at all that I can do because I am more than willing and able to do just about anything for him. Yeah, we'll talk to him, but this keeps coming into my head, so that means I'm supposed to tell it to you. There's a client that I have whose little boy's name is Talyn, and he is two, and he didn't sleep through the night, and she got angel messages for kids, my children's book, and she Uh read it to him, and she said that first night she read it to him, she said, honey, if you wake up, she said, just talk to your angels and you'll go back to sleep. And she said, ever since then, he slept through the night and wow, and, he, okay. and he talks to his angels. And then the next morning, sometimes he'll say, oh, I, I talked to my angels last night and here, here was what happened. And so what the heck? It's worth a try. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it worked for Lynn. I, I just finished the manuscript on angel messages for dogs. And got and approved the sketches for the illustrations on that last night. Oh, fantastic! Actually, so um, so try that. You can get it anywhere books are sold: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple Books, whatever. But let me let's get him on my radar. I'm going to connect to you, Jen, and then from you to Daxton. And how this works, everybody, especially if you're a first time listener, is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. Because we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly just because the body has mass. So I I learned how to do this. This is what I teach in my class, among other things. I raise my vibrational level. I'm watching a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's hooking into you in Texas, Jen. And from you, it's going to Daxton. All right. Let's talk to him and see Daxton, because we, every spirit has a frequency, Jen, and how we connect to it, our heads are like big satellite dishes, and we receive and transmit frequencies. So how we connect with somebody's frequency is we think of them. That tunes our satellite dish head to that spirit's frequency, whether it's attached to a body or whether it's the spirit of somebody deceased. And spirits keep the same frequency throughout all their lives. So it's really easy. It's like tuning the dial in your car radio. You know, you click it to 102.5 and it's classic rock and you go to 92.7 and it's smooth jazz. So same concept. So I've got him on my radar. So Daxton, what's up with you not sleeping in the middle of the night? He says sometimes he doesn't wake up. Is that what, you're, what you were saying? That it's kind of like he's having a dream, but he's not awake? 
Yes. Yeah, so his eyes will still be closed sometimes, and other times his eyes are open, but they're just so glassed over. He doesn't mm-hmm. even really look at me. It's like he's looking through me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's And saying. I never so, try to wake him up. I usually just try to get him to go back to sleep. Right, right. He's saying he'll outgrow it. Uh, he's saying that it's just a situation where his brain is still kind of at night. And that's and we astral travel when we sleep, all of us. We, we have dreams and we are spirits sometimes. Did you ever watch Casper the Friendly Ghost when you were little? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know how Casper would be flying around up above the big ghosts that were trying to scare people, and Casper was just happy. That's what our spirit reminds me of. It's like Casper <laughs> the friendly ghost just kind of flitting around to different places. So that's what he's saying. He'll outgrow it. Is there anything your mom can do? Do you have a nightlight in his room? Uh, so I just started using a nightlight again about two nights ago, and he slept better, I would say. Not great, but better. Okay. All right, because what I'm getting is that if, if it's dark, he'll sleep better. Oh, okay. So the darker, uh, the better. The darker, the better. He won't, he won't be as prone to wake up. It's a deeper sleep. That's with adults, too, not just kids. Does he, have a, does he have blackout drapes? What kind of curtains or shades or stuff does he have in his room? Is it blinds? Yes. So we have blinds, um, you know, the slatted blinds, and then also those blackout curtains that are like the, the double um, with the white okay. behind them. So they're completely black out the light. The only thing I can think of, I have a fan in his room, you know, for the white noise. And I mm-hmm. typically turn it on turbo. And with turbo, it has a, a blue light on it. And I'm wondering if that's somehow bothering him. Well, blue light is what they tell you to avoid when you're trying to go to bed at night. Like, don't get on your yeah. phone or your computer. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting pitch black. Keep those drapes drawn. Read them angel, angel messages for kids. What the heck? If it worked for two-year-old Flynn, it might work for two-year-old Daxton. And see if that, okay. if that helps and tell him to talk to his angels. And that book is so easy for little children to understand. Actually, I have a consultant that I use who's a child, an early childhood learning expert, like world-renowned. And she helps me like tweak the words so that little people can really understand the message. And so try that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We read every night or just about every night. So I'll give it a try. Give it a try. I would get that blue light out of there. I'd keep it dark. Keep him warm. Okay. Will do. Okay. Thanks, Jen. Great to talk to you again. Thanks, Julie. Of course. Nice to talk to you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Chuck next. Hi, Chuck. Hello, Julie. Where are you, sir? I am pleased to talk with you again. I am calling from Southern Colorado, Mm -hmm. and my question is regarding my sister who is in a senior group home and Mm -hmm. has uh, advanced dementia, Mm non-Alzheimer's, and wanted to see if we can contact her. Yeah, sure. What's her name, Chuck? Cindy. Cindy. Okay. And where is she? Casa Grande, Arizona. Okay. Arizona. All right. So I'm going to connect to you, Chuck. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama. Heading out to you in Colorado. Got you heading south. Got Cindy. Cindy, I'm with Chuck. Okay. All right. So questions for her. Let's see what she has Uh, to say. 
my primary question is, uh, she is pretty advanced in the dementia, and mm-hmm. is is she going through uh, the, uh, the the phases, uh, you know, to, of death that that uh, you wrote about, or does she want healing? She is in stage four of the 12 phases of transition. Great question. Okay. What that is, for those of you that haven't heard of it before, when we're dying, everybody, regardless of if we die instantly, like in the case of a homicide or a suicide, or we die and it's stretched out over days, months, weeks, sometimes even years, we go through what I call the 12 phases of transition. And it's Mm -hmm. different phases of how angels and our deceased loved ones surround us and even our deceased pets, Chuck, too. And and their spirits are there. And I call them the Welcome to Heaven Committee. (laughs) They're there to, to help us transition. And what phase four looks like, Chuck, is when we're dying, our spirit exits our body through the top of the head and it holds on to the top of the head in a bubble configuration. It looks like okay. the cartoon bubble that you'd see where the character's thoughts or words are. And yes. it reminds me of how, I'm sure you've heard of near-death experience people. Absolutely. People who've yeah. experienced a near-death experience. That's a lot of yes. experiences in one sentence there. <laughs> but how they talk about going, they see go, themselves going through a tunnel. That's what's happening is the spirit is separating from the body, but it hangs on as a person is dying. In phase four, Chuck, your parents' spirits are at her feet, and then they anchor a horseshoe of angels that are surrounding her. They were originally in a circle in phase three. By phase four, they start to open up into a horseshoe. Eventually, they will form a straight line, which is somewhat similar to the line of demarcation. It could be a line of demarcation between our human reality and the spirit world reality. I say they're there for crowd control. And all okay. these all these illustrations, everybody, are on my website, askjulieryan.com. If you just click on the 12 phases of transition, you'll be able to see them. So let's ask her some questions, Chuck, just to see if there's anything that you that she needs. So Cindy, are you ready to go? Yes. Are you in pain? No. What do you need? Not a thing. Her words, not a thing. So there you have it. Okay. Yeah. I hope that and helps. once they, even though of your 12 uh, phases, this is an early one, but once they begin, this is, I assume this is the soul's decision and there's no movement back into healing. It is the soul's decision. We all decide, our spirit or our soul, same thing. Our spirit decides when we go, where we go, Mm -hmm. who's with us when we go, all of those circumstances. And there can be back and forth between the different phases. There have been several instances that come to mind where the person has been in phase 11. Phase 12 is you're, you're heading to heaven. And I've seen several people that were in phase 11 that completely withdrew from all those phases and decided to live for a while. So, oh, yes, okay. That, that, 
that can happen. As somebody is progressing through the different phases. Hang, uh, I, I didn't dog. hear that last part. My dogs are yeah. <laughs> barking at somebody out the window. As, as we're progressing through the different phases, you can normally tell how close to death someone is by how fast they're progressing through the phases. And if you, if you just ask the question really fast in your head or aloud, Chuck, what phase is, is my sister Cindy in? You're going to get a response within a second, like as fast okay. as you can snap your fingers. And then print off the, the graphics off my website. You can print down a chart and it will, it will have these phases and then you can refer to it. So if she's going I've got through, a copy of your book, so yes. I've, okay, perfect. I've seen those. So, uh, so okay. as she's, you know, let's say she's in stage four now, phase four now, and she's in phase six in the morning, you know she's progressing pretty yes. quickly. And and you can get that information, just ask. What phase is okay. what phase is Cindy in? And you'll get an answer. If you think about it for more than a couple of seconds, Chuck, that's gonna be your brain talking to you. But we yes. all have the ability to communicate telepathically, and she can hear you telepathically if you talk to her, and she'll answer you. Like if you ask her a question, she'll answer you. Again, it'll be the first thing that comes into your head within a second. Mm -hmm. So I hope that helps. It does. It helps very much. And uh, healing blessings and love to your friend, Deborah. Thanks so much, Chuck. Appreciate you calling in. Take okay, care. Thank you, Julie. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see who's next. I believe it's Christy. Hi, Christy. Hi. Hi, Julie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm terrific. Thanks. Thanks for calling in tonight. I'm so excited. Where are you calling so, from? I'm calling from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay, terrific. How and are I'm things calling in the bird? About, yeah. Yeah. Um, calling about my dog. Okay. She um, is four years old. Her name is Tessa. And mm -hmm. she, she has an issue with her, I don't know if it's both back legs, but at least one of her back legs, her left leg. She will, she'll play like a puppy outside. She's excited to go and walk. She is excited to be around the kids and play, but then when she comes in, she lays down and then the rest of the time she's in the house, she just like, she, she can't put it down. So when she does put it down, she kind of slides and slips and it, she seems like, it seems like it really, really bothers her. She's like two dogs, two different dogs, mm -hmm. one outside and one inside. Mm -hmm. um, I've been, we've been to two different vets. They x-rayed. Um, they, they can't see anything in the, the x-ray. Mm -hmm. um, she's been on glucosamine. She's been on CBD oil, turmeric. Now we're starting to probiotic in case there's something with that. These are just things that I've um, tried. They've given me the glucosamine, but the other things I've just tried because they said, you know, it could be arthritis. It could be um, just behavioral, you know, like there's been changes with my husband working at home and all three of the kids homeschooling. It got worse, it seemed to be, when when everybody was in the house. So then we did think maybe she's... And she does have high anxiety. She was a rescue, and she had a really rough start to her her life. So um, I don't know. I just I can't. We can't figure out exactly what it is and which direction to go to help her. Okay, I have her on my radar just for time sake, Christy. And it looks to me like she has a tendon that gets out of alignment. I know that sounds crazy, but what I'm watching is. When she's running around and stuff, it's like it's tight because she's moving. 
And then when she's laying down, it gets loose. Would that make sense to you? Like, yeah, I'm trying to think of an analogy. If you have a piece of elastic and you're, you're pulling it tightly because you've got maybe something extended and then you fold something up and then the elastic gets loose. Does that Uh make sense? So what I'm doing is, um, as I'm working on her leg right now, this is a healing to get it to be attached. It's almost like it's not attached and it's below where her knee is. So it would be, I don't know what they call it on a dog. You can ask my, my daughter-in-law, Dr. Mal, the veterinarian. I'll say, what the heck does a dog's knee called? But her, her back leg, like right below the knee is where it's becoming detached. So that would make sense to me that when she's, running and active and doing things like that, it's pulled tight. And then when she relaxes, it's not. Okay. Uh, so I'm, what I'm watching happen is I'm watching it get attached with some fibers that are being stitched to attach it, which would make sense too, because if you're getting an x-rayed and it's not showing up, it's not all the time. So you got to maybe maybe take her in for an x-ray, you know, right <laughs> Right after she's done running around or something. But hopefully this healing will help her. I do think it's a physical thing. I think it's a physical thing. Yeah. Do you think there's something like a physical fix for it or? Uh, I get a yes and it's surgery, but I I, wait and see what happens. See see, uh, how she does it. Does, Does she whimper? It it doesn't look inflamed. That's what's so weird. You know, I'd expect it to look inflamed. Inflammation looks like red fog over body parts, whether it's a human or an animal. It doesn't look inflamed, but it's like it's not working right, which is, I think, why she's not putting weight on it. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's making sense. It's just what I'm seeing. Yeah. No, I mean, I, mean, I, I have no idea. It's something with the was something back there and I don't we just can't figure it out so yeah so let me um let me see if I get any other information does she need surgery no I get it's gonna it's gonna heal it's gonna heal okay that's great I hope that helps (laughs) that would be great thank you so much you're welcome thanks for calling take Uh care you too bye-bye Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth bedding. I love them and so will you. Okay, let's see who else we have. I believe Joan is our next caller. Hi, Joan. Hi. How are you? 
Okay. Um, I had a thyroid ultrasound recently, and they recommended that I have a biopsy due to uh, mm-hmm. I have multiple multiple nodules, mm-hmm. but one in particular, the left um, upper pole. There's a nodule that's um, twice the size as it was three years ago, and I'm wondering if mm-hmm. you could just look at my thyroid. Sure. Yeah. Are you on thyroid medicine now? No, I had a parathyroidectomy uh, two and a half years ago, and they had a, like, a thyroid resection. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never felt right since, and I get my thyroid checked every three months. And I was told I was running towards hyperthyroid, but not enough to go on medication. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where are you calling from, Joan? San Luis Obispo, California. Oh, poor baby. It's so gorgeous there. Today it is, yeah. Yeah, I love the Apple Farm Inn. Yeah, I think they're still closed down, but I go over there and look at the flowers. I love the flowers over there. Oh, anybody listening, if you get to go to San Luis Obispo, which is kind of in the middle part of the state of California on the coast, um, that's where the Hearst Castle is. William Randolph. Oh, yeah, that's uh, Hearst Castle. It's in San Simeon. It's about an hour from here, 45 minutes. Yeah. 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 But it's close by a lot of people, I think stay in San Luis when they go to San Simeon. Um, Yeah. It's uh, everybody driving from LA to San Francisco. It's a middle point. So we get a lot of tourists. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. One of my favorite places. I lived in LA a long time. So that's how I know so much about it. The Apple Farm Inn, you guys is, is this darling inn, isn't it, Joan? And it it's full of antiques and chintz, and they have a wonderful restaurant, a wonderful gift shop there as well. So if you're going up the coast, stop in there. Now, I don't even know anybody that owns it. You know, I'm giving them free advertising here. So <laughs> let me get you on my radar. Here comes my laser beam from Birmingham out to you in San Luis. Okay, got you. All right. Yeah, I can see the nodules. Um, they're They're benign. They're just pink. So I'm um, I'm watching this. I'm watching them get removed. There's a hot wire that cuts and cauterizes it. At the same time, I'm just cutting them off. And it reminds me of one of those cheese slicers, Joan, that has the <laughs> wire and a handle. You know, and you can slice the cheese, and it's really you can get it really thin when that happens. But this is it. it just looks like a hot wire, and uh, I it's used in surgery. It's kind of a a device. I'm an inventor of surgical devices. And so some of the healings that I get to see are, are emulating what I saw in operating rooms for all those years. So I'm just getting those off. They look like, have you ever seen a mole on somebody's face that's skin color and it just sticks up off of their face or maybe someplace else on their body? That's yeah. what they look like. That's what they look like. So, yeah. You're, you're I don't, I don't want to have this biopsy because the surgery I had was so difficult that I really don't want to go through any more, you know, anything that's not absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, when's the biopsy scheduled? Well, I haven't scheduled it because my feeling was that they were benign, but mm-hmm. um, also there was an issue where my insurance company wanted me to have a radiologist do it which I didn't feel comfortable with. And I have a friend who's a ear, nose, and throat doctor, Who and I talked to him, and 
he agreed with me that he's highly skilled and uh, mm-hmm. he wanted me to try to get insurance approval um, to see him because he does several a week for like the last 30 years. Right. So I haven't even scheduled it. I don't have insurance approval to even see him yet. Um, yeah. You know. I'm getting that it's in your best interest to follow your gut. I I think you're right on line with your ENT, buddy. Deal with your insurance company. See what you can get done. In the meantime, that'll give your body some time to heal. So well, that's what I was, yeah, was going to say. You know, I wanted to, I would, if I get insurance approval, I thought about, just talking to them about it, but my feeling was that I should see if I could wait longer and then have a follow-up ultrasound to see if they were gone. Right. Well, the way that these healings work is they happen on the energetic level, Joan, and they will integrate into your body, and that can happen instantly. It can happen in days, weeks, months. You may need some kind of complementary care, like you may need to let your ENT guy do a biopsy and try it or do whatever he thinks is best. But certainly it's always going to be our spirit's prerogative to utilize the healing in a way that's going to best facilitate what we want to explore in this lifetime. And that's not just with this, that's with everything. So follow your gut on this and uh, you'll make all the right decisions. But do you I, just, see- I just watched him get removed. Okay, do you see also it said there was an enlargement of the, I think it's pronounced isthmus, which is like the middle part where the the lobes uh, connect. Do you see any Mm -hmm. enlargement there? Yeah, I do. Again, it's just, it doesn't look malignant to me at all. It looks like it's kind of anesthetized. So I'm going to go ahead and crank it up and really get it going. So if you start feeling jittery, that's what's going on. Um, Yeah, I have my, I'm very, I'm really exhausted. I don't sleep well, but I'm also just more tired than usual. And nobody can seem to figure out like what is going on with my thyroid. Yeah. You may want to schedule a consult with me and even though it looks like I'm booked out really far in advance, go ahead and get on my calendar and then you'll have a reschedule button on your confirmation email. Check that periodically because people reschedule all the time. And a lot of times you can get an earlier appointment. Okay. So I'll be happy to talk with you at length about it. I'm going to need to run now, but good luck. Okay. And okay. Let, us Thank know, you. let us know how you do. You bet. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, we do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. And you can find this information anywhere you download podcasts. We're on dozens of networks, and it's in the show notes. We're also on Alexa, and we're on YouTube, and it's also in the show notes there, too. When you're on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you can scroll down to the bottom of the home page and all this information is there. Sign up for my blog when you're there. That's a question somebody has submitted online and I answer it and I send it out every Wednesday night. And in the body of the email, it'll say, hey, remember, call in with your question, and it'll have all the call-in information. And as I just mentioned to Joan, while you're on my website, schedule an appointment. And I know it looks like I'm booked out for a couple of months, and I am, but people reschedule all the time. So you can check back and see if something becomes available at that point. All right, this week, 
The question came from Isabel in Portland, Oregon. And Isabel said, hi, Julie, I have had dark pigmentation on my face for the past seven or eight years. It used to be on my cheeks and temples, but has faded there and moved heavily to my forehead with what now appears to be melasma. My face seems to mark easily, too. Over the years, I've had several different intuitives tell me it's caused by a hormone imbalance or by a virus slash bacteria. One even told me it's ancestral, spiritual from my heritage, and when I learn to love myself, it will go away. Yeah, I don't know so much about that one. That's me as a sidebar there. I've tried when I read it. I thought, yeah, not so much. I've tried to light face. I've tried light facials to treat it from the outside, and acupuncture to try and balance my hormones, but to no avail. Do I need to do a detox next? I don't know what to make of the hyperpigmentation anymore, but I struggle with it, and it affects my self confidence. I would just like to have a clear complexion, but I feel like it's too much to ask for, and it won't happen. Can you tell me, is it emotional slash spiritual slash physical? How can I clear up this skin condition? I'd really like to get to the bottom of this once and for all. Thank you. I sincerely appreciate any assistance. Much love, Isabel. And here's my response. Hi, Isabel. Thanks for your question. In order to get some information for you, I energetically connected to you in Portland and saw, in my mind's eye, what looks like a hormone imbalance in your body. I believe this is the cause of the skin discoloration, I put in parentheses, melasma on your face. The Mayo Clinic says, quote, melasma is a common condition that appears as irregular patches of tan, brown, or brown-gray pigmentation, usually on the face. Melasma affects women much more frequently than men, and patients with darker skin also are more likely to, de- to develop melasma. The Mayo Clinic also says, quote, the most common trigger for melasma is ultraviolet light from sun. Melasma may develop as a result of hormone changes due to pregnancy or certain medications such as oral contraceptives. It's that estrogen in the pregnancy and in the, in the birth control pills is what they're talking about. Recently, research has found that blue light emitted from light bulbs, computer screens, and other electronic devices can worsen melasma. Jen, you're still on. Hopefully, you're hearing this, too. That's that blue light thing we talked about earlier. Jen is is our caller with the two-year-old Daxton. Uh, Let's see. Melasma tends to run in families, which points to a genetic component of this disorder, too. According to the American Association of Dermatologists, the most common treatments for melasma are medicines in the form of topical creams used to lighten skin, chemical peels, microdermabrasion, laser treatments, or light-based procedures. In addition, you may want to find a physician who specializes in bioidentical hormones to test and, if needed, help you balance your hormones. To find a doctor in your area, go to the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine or the Institute for Functional Medicine. Those of you that are listening from abroad, the Institute for Functional Medicine is good for you because they're all over the world. And put in your zip code or postal code. You can also call a compounding pharmacy in your city and ask for the names of local physicians prescribing bioidentical hormones. To answer your question of whether your melasma is emotional, physical, or spiritual, I believe you're experiencing an emotional response to a physical condition that's completely healable. So 
Thanks so much, Isabel, for sending in that question. I know it's really common. I have a lot of women that ask me about this, like like the Mayo Clinic says, it's mostly women. So I have a lot of women who call in about that. And I thought that was a great question for us to address. Okay, let's go back to the phone and see who's next. I believe our next caller is Robert. Hi, Robert. Hi, Julie. How are you, sir? Um, well, Mercury retrograde is kicking my ass this time around, so <laughs> oh, I don't no. know. Oh, where are you calling from? Te- I'm I'm on Long Island in New York. Okay, please get me of- off speaker. If oh, you would. certainly, certainly. So Take much. a second. I can hear myself. Uh, I forgot. Okay, I had forgotten entirely about that. So, That's all right. Thanks. You sound like a radio man. You have such a great voice. I could use the job. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. Okay. I've been told that before. Yeah. And, and I'm loquacious as well, so I think I really do well. There you go. You better, tell everybody, go. you better tell everybody what that word means. That may be a new vocabulary word for some I of us. I talk a lot. <laughs> but but I, I, know how to, I know how to settle down and be quiet. I've learned how to listen I love that. Well, what's going on? How may I help you? Um, well, you know, I have a number of things, but we're, we can only take care of one. That's so right. So I'm not going to ask you about my most pressing thing. I'm going to ask you about my closest to my heart thing. Okay. I had a parrot for 23 years oh. who was the love of my life, and she's gone. Oh. Um and it's been some time, but but I'm I'm kind of like a spiritual guy, and I, I've undergone some some uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I did a lot of meditations for a long time, and um, and uh, you know I'm it's it's going to come to me as soon as I'm probably off the call. But I I actually had. And I didn't even believe in this stuff, but I actually had a real out-of-body experience a couple of months after I had to euthanize her because the quality of life was shot. And so uh-huh. I know she's alive. I know she's out there. I mean, I'm, I have – death is not a finality to me. It's a change. Still, I miss my parrot. She, sure. I, I raised her when, from when she was very young, and, and I, I never cut her wings, and she had free flight, and I hardly ever locked her up, and there was a perch in every room, and I was always quiet, so she was never a screamer, and I had a ton of hands-on, and, uh, you know, I just, it, it took me a very long time to to get over. I never get, you never get over. Time, mm-hmm. they say time heals all wounds. Well, you know, it doesn't. It kind of like, you know, lessens the pain, I guess, depending upon how attached you were. So really what I'm calling to ask you is uh, if there's any, I know there's a connection, you know, there's always a love connection, but is there any way you might communicate with her or sure. see if yeah. she's hanging out in my, in my backyard? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me her name, Robert. Uh, her, I called her rascal. I'm kind of sorry about that, but I was too late. Oh, to Name was no. Ra- she was a rascal. She was a rascal. Yeah, yeah. Makes me think of the Little Rascals, that TV show. You know that was. She was little, a, a little uh, for her for her size. Amazon, mm-hmm. um, a blue fronted Amazon, and she was stunning. She was beautiful. Confirmation was just right, and 
and she's just a, a beautiful, a beautiful parrot. And, she says um, that you know, she's telling me that sometimes you feel like this little teeny weeny little gust of wind go by you, like her flying by you. Have you felt that? She's saying that you feel it, but you discount it. You think it's your imagination, but it's her letting you know she's near you. She's not outside. She's inside. She's inside with you. I I understand. Yeah. Well, great. Tell me more. Yeah. That's what she's saying. Her words, she just fly bys. (laughs) She just fly bys. And she said, you'll feel like this little teeny gust of wind that'll go by kind of out of the blue. And that's her letting you know that she's close by. She's saying that she's around you a lot. And um, she says you're, you're depressed. Are you depressed? That would, that would, uh, that would not be inaccurate. Okay. (laughs) That's a convoluted way to say yes. (laughs) Because I'm not a depressed person, but my life has taken a lot of severe hits and it's hard to fight it off sometimes. I try to keep in mind how, how fortunate I am, despite all the things, to have yeah. uh, you know what I have, what, what, whatever remains. So she's saying, get another, get another pet, get another parrot. No, not and it, and it will bring you joy. I'm too old. I'm oh, too old to, to to handle another parrot like her. She should have lived twice her age. Uh, Twenty three years. Come on, she could have lived 60, 70 years. Your fifty-year-old mm. parrot's going strong. Uh, I'm too old, really. Okay. I don't have that t- kind of time. And honestly, to do it right with a companion animal, you, you need to you need to have the time and the space and the money. I, yeah. I have none of those. Okay. I have the time. I don't have the space or the money. Right. Uh, my, right. My world financially collapsed. I'm trying to rebuild it. I'm optimistic, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you when you, you kind of lose everything and you're hanging by, on by a thread, you, you got to rebuild your life before you take on you know certain pleasures. Do they have foster homes for parrots like they do for dogs and cats? Um, they have. There there are ways to adopt uh, uh, parrots people who don't know what they're getting into, that it's a lifelong commitment and how much time and attention, how social creature, how, how social these, these birds really are unprepared Mm -hmm. to take Mm -hmm. on the responsibility. And oftentimes they lock their parrots up. They have miserable lives Mm -hmm. and the smart, compassionate people uh, try to adopt it out through their pet shops or, or various other agencies. So no, it's not a question of not being able to get a bird. I just don't have the, the money. Or, or, no, I'm or, getting like maybe be a um, foster bird parent, foster parent to a bird. You know, I um, I had a lot of hands on, and she was gentle, but she was fierce among other people that she didn't know. They they are very slow to bond and slow to trust because they're they're mm-hmm. prey, they're prey mm-hmm. animals. But if you sure. do it right and, and win their trust and. Little by little, you know, you think you have a good bond after five years, after 10, it's stronger. After 15, it's, it's stronger still. So you're just mm-hmm. amazing. But mm-hmm. again, they're all individuals. You know, you can yeah. have a dog or a cat that has a winning personality and another one, not so much. So right. I, I was just lucky. She's a, she's a wonderful little parrot. And, and I know she's always around. It's just, you know, you miss, you miss the physical presence. 
you miss the hands-on and you miss the visual watching them and and just the fragrance of them and they're just i i can't i can't explain it but i i could write a book and yeah well, maybe maybe that will help you in your spare time. You can think about writing a book, but pay attention to her. She's flying by you. She's letting you know with like a little wisp of air that seems to be a random wisp of air, and she's letting you know that she's close by. I'm going to need to run, Robert, but I hope things improve for you soon, and uh, and I and I hope that you get some comfort out of knowing that her spirit's with you. A lot. Well, I, I, I knew that. I just like to hear it from someone like you. <laughs> okay. Li- life is always up and up, up and down. So I'm, I'm always expecting, you know, better and more. And I'm, I'm a gentle soul to begin with. So thank you for I your time. So. And we'll be back to you another time. All righty. Thanks, Robert. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Julie. Bye. All right, everybody. That's it for this week. Again, I'm going to be on vacation next week. So the next live show that we're going to do is going to be July 9th. So for those of you that I didn't get on, let me know. Call back in on July 9th. Let me know that I didn't get you on tonight, and I'll do my best to get you on on that show and get your questions asked. In the meantime, you can find everything at AskJulieRyan.com. Please leave a review for the show. It helps others find it. Plus, I'll be giving away a free uh, one-hour session valued at 155 bucks next show because it'll be the first of the month so follow me on instagram ask julie ryan sign up for my blog at askjulieryan.com and leave a review on apple and uh and you'll be entered into the drawing for that thanks for your prayers for my my friend deborah and what am i forgetting leave a review on amazon for my books if you've read my books angelic attendance and angel messages for kids with that everybody have a wonderful fourth of july and i'll talk to you july 9th take care bye now thanks for joining us be sure to follow julie on instagram and youtube at ask julie ryan and like her on facebook at ask julie ryan To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.